from Australia, this is VK1WIA and the weekly WIA amateur radio news service on RF, internet streaming and text at wia.org.au. With the national news for week commencing December 3, 2017, I'm Graham VK4BB. Australia's ITU support recognised with award. Critical comms have the story that the contribution made by Australia to the development work of the International Telecommunication Union has been recognised with an award. Australia was the only member state to receive an award which was presented to Australian Ambassador for Cyber Affairs, Dr Feakin, at the World Telecommunication Development Conference. The conference is the peak meeting of the ITU development sector and takes place every four years. This year's held in Argentina, Buenos Aires. Australia has supported the ITU development sector to enable growth and expansion of telecommunication and ICT services since the sector was established 25 years ago. Our annual contributions to the ITU support a diverse range of development activities, including improving spectrum management, building capacity to address cyber security challenges, improving ICT access and bridging the digital divide. Australia's support of the ITU and its predecessors date back to 1878 and we've been an elected member of the ITU's governing body, the ITU Council, since 1959. The Sydney Morning Herald are reporting on a story they first ran some 50 years ago Thursday last. This was when Australia entered the space race. On its 50th anniversary, the Sydney Morning Herald revisited the launch of RESAT, W-R-E-S-A-T, and when Australia became only the fourth nation to have its own satellite put into orbit from its own territory, the others at the time, Russia, United States and France. About 200 visitors, scientists and technicians watched the launching from 24 mile away. The 71-foot white rocket shivered in a heat haze and was surrounded by willy-willies which flung the red dust upwards. It lifted off slowly at 2.18pm. It took Australian scientists and engineers at the Weapons Research Establishment and Adelaide University 12 months to design and build the 5-foot high black cone-shaped satellite and Australian and US rocket experts only five and a half minutes to get it into orbit. May we suggest you read the full story by following the links in our text edition at wia.org.au or on your own early edition when you subscribe to the WIA RSS feed. From Woomera across to Canberra, a number of members of the Amateur Radio Central West Group will be visiting Canberra Sunday, December 3. Dale VK1DSH tells us that the crack will host an informal meet-and-greet social event with the ARCWG at the Mount Mugger Scout Hall. That's in Astrolab Street in Red Hill, starting at 11am Sunday. That's this morning. The intention is to discuss various amateur radio projects, operating techniques or anything related to amateur radio, and to have a pleasant time over a barbecue lunch with amateur operators from another part of the country. A number of local ACT amateurs have already indicated they'll attend the event and more are welcome. And now from Crack to Central Coast Amateur Radio Club News. 2018 is the best year yet to bring a trailer full of goodies to the Wyong Field Day and sell them. Then fill your trailer with the goodies you really want. Why? Well, the car boot sales area is now located on the covered concourse area, while the commercial traders will be in the air-conditioned marquee. So far, the following traders have confirmed their planned attendance for 2018. Duro Services, 
with reconditioned rotators and control boxes, as well as antennas. Phaser computers with their FPV drones. There will be a racing circuit set up at the southern end of the grounds and demonstrations of flying using first-person view will also be put on. Radio Supply is attending with kits, parts and tools. Additions to the lecture programme this month include Kevin, VK2KVJ, who will be back with his spec and network analyzer and will talk about testing and aligning two different types of diplexer and have a sample of each type to compare. Why not bring your diplexer along and have it checked? Bob, VK2ZRM, will bring along some samples of small display screens and suggest how these might be used in your latest project. As always, please check the fieldday.org.au website for all information about the Wyong Field Day 2018. For the Central Coast ARC, this is Ed, DD5LP. Across Australia, across the world, from VK1WIA, you are tuned to the WIA National News Service. In the Burdekin, Dalrymple and Hinchinbrook districts, plus the city of Townsville, the WIA news transmission can be heard on the VK4RAT VHF repeater from 9am local time every Sunday morning. On behalf of the Tark Inc. retransmit team, this is Lyndall, vk 4 Zilla Mike. Merging the band plans worldwide. The International Amateur Radio Union has three regions which are steadily aiming at a unification of band planning and WIA Technical Advisory Committee Chairman John Martin, VK3KM, reports that this is progressing well with the band plan set by the WIA generally fitting into the global scheme. However, the exception is 160 metres with different bands allocated in each IARU region. A further complication is our digital mode segment of 1800 to 1810 kHz in Australia, which was adopted before the IARU Region 3 band plan for that spectrum. Ultimately, 160 metre, mostly crystallised AM activity will have to move higher in that band to align with the global band planning for digital modes. The Technical Advisory Committee notes in December's Amateur Radio magazine discuss the issue in detail, which will be revisited late next year at IARU Region 3 conference in South Korea. Let's have a look at the WIA QSL Bureau briefly. The WIA QSL Bureau operate in each state, the Australian Capital Territory and the Northern Territory. The service is also available for VK9 residents. WIA membership is required, and members must first register their call sign or call signs with the relevant Inwards Bureau, and this defines how incoming cards are delivered. There are also QSL service guidelines for special event stations and IARU standards, including the size of QSL cards. And by the way, I noticed that all WIA QSL Bureau conditions and practices have been updated on the wia.org.au website. Now another one to put in the diary, just in case you forgot, the office closure for the WIA and the Christmas New Year holiday. Bayswater's WIA office will close December 22 and reopen in the new year at 11am Australian Eastern Daylight Time, Tuesday the 22nd of January 2018. Hello all, this is Marcus, VK5 WTF. I recently came across an article titled Millennials are Killing Ham Radio. Definitely worth a read and the link to the article can be found in the text and online edition. 
It talks about the obsession with what we think will attract young people to the hobby and that we think digital modes are the answer. But if you look into the new digital modes with less and less communication, a lot of the popular ones are only a way to get those of us who are already chasing longer and longer distance contacts. But it doesn't address the core of the hobby, communication. And that's what many of us signed up for when we first got our licenses. The article also mentions that at least in the US, those getting a new license is up and has been going up in a near constant rate for 20 years, which means that the internet is certainly not killing the hobby, at least in some parts of the world. A link to Reddit posts and some graphs can also be found in the text and online edition. So amateur radio isn't dying, but it's changing. I've seen some amazing projects in relation to digital communication. A while back, I first saw the Pygate project. It uses amateur radio infrastructure that is already available with the Windling system to allow people without licenses in a disaster zone to contact their friends and family using something as simple as a tablet or a phone with using Wi-Fi. There have also been sporadic bursts of energy around reviving packet radio in VK5 about a year ago and currently in VK6. Just because we thought we perfected the technology decades ago, it doesn't mean we can't improve again on it now. But what's really important, both have a really low cost entry point. Give a sense of achievement and do one key thing, allow communication using the radio waves we love. It's something we can do now rather than set a high expectation of something we might be able to do in the distant future. So let's think about what we can do to encourage and engage. It doesn't have to be old. It doesn't have to be simple. It just needs to inspire. 73 from VK5, Whiskey Tango Foxtrot. From Australia, this is VK1WIA and the weekly WIA amateur radio news service on RF, internet streaming and text at wia.org.au. International news with thanks to IARU, RSGB, SARL, Southgate Amateur Radio Club, ARRL, Amateur Radio Newsline, NZART, WIA Local News Service VK7, VK3 Papa Charlie, and the worldwide sources of the WIA. I'm Jason, VK2LAW, and thanks to all the Alara members who presented this segment over the past few weeks. ITUR celebrates 90 years. The International Telecommunications Union celebrated 90 years of ITU radio communication study groups on the 21st of November, a 90th anniversary celebration issue of the ITU News magazine can be downloaded from the link in our text edition, best read on wia.org.au. FunCube 1 celebrates its fourth birthday. On Tuesday, November 21, the amateur radio satellite FunCube-1 AO73 completed four years in orbit. FunCube-1's first signals were received immediately after deployment over the Indian Ocean by amateurs in South Africa. Since then, it has been operating continuously in either its education mode or with the transponder active in amateur mode when in eclipse and at weekends. The spacecraft has spent the four years in space orbiting the Earth at between 640 and 580 kilometres and has now travelled around the Earth more than 20,000 times. That represents a distance travelled of approaching 500 million miles. New URL for Farnham Web SDR The SUWSLF VHF UHF Microwave Web SDR based at Farnham near London has a new URL farnham-sdr.com. 
The antennas for this software-defined receiver on 2 metres and 70 centimetres are optimised for satellite and high-altitude balloon reception. The oft-honoured Ulrich Road, November 1 Uniform Lima, is the recipient of the Wireless Innovation Forum Leadership Award, formerly International Achievement Award. The award recognises especially significant contributions in furthering the global mission of the Wireless Innovation Forum. A prolific technical author, academic and engineer, Rode is a partner of Rode & Schwartz in Munich, Germany, and chairman of Synergy Microwave Corporation in Patterson, New Jersey. While working under an RCA US Department of Defense contract in 1982, Rode's department developed the first software-defined radio, which used the complementary symmetry monolithic array computer chip. Rode was among the first to present publicly on this topic with his 1985 talk, Digital HF Radio, a sampling of techniques, at the third international conference on HF communication systems and techniques in London. Birth and launch of a nation. If you've ever wondered what it takes to launch a new nation, look to the launch pad itself. Here's Skeet and Ash in 5ASH from Amateur Radio Newsline with the story of the week about a most unusual new nation. It's the size of a loaf of bread, or perhaps a milk carton. But in actuality, it's much more than that. On November 12th, the Asgardia-1 nanosatellite seceded, not from any nation or any continent, but from planet Earth itself. The satellite is a nation unto itself, a space kingdom with a population of 115,000 individuals from 200 nations here on Earth who have been given status as citizens. That gives them the privilege to upload their personal data onto the CubeSat for safekeeping in space. So far, 0.5 terabytes of data are on board. Family photographs and memorabilia, along with the space nation's own flag, national symbols, and constitution. The emerging nation of Asgardia was lifted through the atmosphere on November 14th aboard a NASA commercial cargo vehicle to dock with the International Space Station for a one-month stay. In about three weeks, it will launch even higher into orbit. The space nation is the creation of billionaire Russian scientist Igor Asher Bailey, who modeled it to be what he calls a peaceful society making use of technology. It bears the name of a city in Norse mythology that resided in the skies at a time before uploading of anything was ever invented. One of Asher Bailey's next plans is to convince the UN to recognize Asgardia as a sovereign nation. But for now, its citizens, still at home here on Earth, will have to be content with the independence it won on the launch pad. For Amateur Radio Newsline, I'm Skeeter Nash, N5ASH. From the WIA, VK1WIA. Weird and wonderful. Eham have a story that's a bit of a chuckle, depending on your frame of mind. Around the globe, television has a rich and colourful history, but few moments are quite as colourful or bizarre as the incident that happened in 1987. It was a Sunday night, and Doctor Who fans had just settled in to watch a rerun of the episode horror at Fang Rock. Suddenly, the Doctor was replaced by Max Hedroom. No, not the 1980s comedy character Max Hedrum, but a guy wearing a mask ranting through garbled audio. The WTTW signal in Chicago had been hijacked. As it went on, it got stranger and stranger, remembers Doctor Who fan Gary Zielinski. 
Indeed, towards the end of the 90-second signal, the imposter exposed his bare bottom to an accomplice who spanked him with a fly swatter. The staff in WTTW's master control was frantic. All of a sudden, we don't have Doctor Who, and on the air we have this Max Headroom mask, remembers WTTW air director Paul Rizzo. And, as the content got weirder, we got increasingly stressed out about our inability to do anything about it, he said. After 90 seconds, the pirate signal disappeared on its own, and Doctor Who returned. The next morning, WTTW engineers tried to figure out what happened, and how. A WTTW broadcast engineer said they knew the culprit had to be someone with some pretty sophisticated technical knowledge. The Federal Communication Commission investigated the incident, but never did figure out who was behind the now legendary incident. For WIA National News in Sydney, I'm Jason, VK2LAW. Across Australia from VK1WIA, you're tuned to the WIA National News Service. In Adelaide, South Australia, it can be heard on 476 kHz lower sideband at 9am on Sunday mornings. I'm Steph, VK5FQ. Ham Radio Operational News, it's Contact Sport. I'm Felix VK4FUQ. All major Australian contest rules and results are on the contest section of the WIA website. To celebrate the 80th birthdays of both King Harold V and Queen Sonia of Norway, June 2017, special event stations have been active. The calls on to look for are LM80REX and LM80OQ. QSLs for these stations are via Club Log OQRS. AU2JCB special event call sign from India. AU2JCB is a special event call sign to commemorate the birthday and to pay homage and tell about the great Indian scientist Achaya Jagadish Chandra Bose. Bose's demonstration in 1895 and 1897 predates all. Bose transmitted wireless signals to a distance of a mile. Popov in Russia was all trying remote signaling at this time, and the first wireless experiment by Marconi was not successful until May 1897. In the Bose presentation to the Royal Institution in London in January 1897, he speculated on the existence of electromagnetic radiation from the Sun. This radiation from the Sun was not detected until 1942. News from the land of Santa Claus, OH9SCL. Santa's own radio amateur station has been active since December 1986 from Finnish Lapland, and most activations have been above the Arctic Circle. In December 2017, OH9SEL will be active from several OH counties from Lapland. OHC number for stations located in Lapland always starts with the number 9. Olaf G0CKV is active again as 3B9HA from Rodriguez Island to the 12th of December. He will operate CW with the main activity during the CQWWDXCW contest and will focus on the low bands at other times. The Wild Atlantic Way. Irish radio amateurs have been playing wireless all this year with special call signs along a west coast tourism route that passes through nine counties and three provinces. The Wild Atlantic Way is 2,500 kilometres long on the rugged coast overlooking the Atlantic Ocean. Some nine call signs EI11WAW through to EI99WAW are tied to an Irish county, each offer a special QSL card and award. Information on this year-long event that concludes this month is on the websites of qrz.com and the Irish Radio Transmitter Society. 
Francois FT3YL is on the Dumont Duval Research Station, Petrol's Island in Antarctica, for a one year stay. He has been issued with the call sign FT3YL, which is valid until the 1st of February 2018. He will be on the air when possible during his spare time, and his QSL manager is F6KPQ. Hong Kong celebrates with VR20 prefix. Commemorating the 20th anniversary of Hong Kong's reunification with China, Hong Kong licensed radio amateurs are being allowed to use the special prefix VR20 on a voluntary basis till the 30th of June 2018. For VK1 WIA National News, I'm Felix VK4FUQ in England. From Australia, this is VK1 WIA and the weekly WIA amateur radio news service on RF, internet streaming and text at wia.org.au. Hi, I'm Brian, VK3GR, with this week's Worldwide Special Interest Group, beginning with Final Frontier and the year-long NASA On The Air event kicks off on December 11. The amateur radio clubs of National Aeronautic and Space Administration centres around the US have invited the amateur radio community to join NASA On The Air, NOTA, special event. NOTA gets underway in December this year and continues through December 2018. In addition to being the agency's 60th anniversary, 2018 will mark 50 years since NASA orbited the first human around the moon and 20 years since the first elements of the International Space Station were launched into low Earth orbit. Starting December 11, 2017, UTC time, amateur radio club stations at various NASA centres and facilities will be on the air with special event operations to celebrate these monumental achievements as well as current milestones. Some clubs will offer commemorative QSL cards and a special certificate will be available indicating the number of NASA club stations worked on various bands and modes. Key anniversaries during NOTA include the 45th anniversary of Apollo 17 on December 11, 2017, which kicks off the event, NASA's founding on July 29, 1958, the 20th anniversary of the ISS first element launch on November 20, 1998, and the 20th anniversary of ISS Node 1 launch on December 4th, 98, and also the 50th anniversary of Apollo 8 launched on December 21st, 1968, and returned on December 27th, marking the end of this event. Now, Worldwide Special Interest Groups, Radio Amateur Young Timers, Amateur Radio Club welcomes Young Member. In the USA, the Shelby County Amateur Radio Club, SCARC, recently welcomed its youngest member, nine-year-old Helena Staggs, during a meeting held at the Pelham Fire Department Training Centre. Helena is welcomed to the group after passing a licence examination at the Helena Hamfest. Helena's call sign, issued by the Federal Communications Commission, is KN4HDO. Just proof again, you're never too young to have some fun. Now, December is Yoda month when several youngsters from IARU member societies will be having fun on the air with Yoda as suffix in their call signs. From Friday 1st of December to Sunday 31st of December, international Yoda stations will attempt to make many contacts worldwide with each other. This event is aimed at young people and is a golden opportunity for clubs to get youngsters who are interested in or want to find out more about amateur radio on the air. This is primarily a Region 1 event, but try to work the Yodas or youngsters on the air if you can. The South African Radio League, SARL, has registered a special call sign, ZS9 Yota, on the IARU Region 1 website as an educational call sign for use by clubs and individuals during December. 
it's not a bad idea. Worldwide Special Interest Group's Rescue Radio, Dale McCarthy, VK4DMC of the Tablelands Radio and Electronics Club, is after people with comms experience or willing to learn. Saturday 21st and 22nd April, that's Coranda Endurance Rides, the 26th and 27th weekend in May, Brooklyn Endurance Rides, Tuesday 26th through Monday July 2, Pioneer Trek Endurance Rides, and Saturday 28th and Sunday 29th of July, there's surely 80-40-20 Rides. Some great events to hone your rescue radio skills. As with the next story from Malaysia, you never know when your experience may actually be called on. It's easy to overlook the fact that your local power supply may be cut and the conventional communications methods, such as mobile phone and landline, could be out of service. Thus, it's good to have some knowledge in amateur radio communication, which comes in handy during times of disaster. The Malaysian Amateur Radio Transmitters Society, MATS, Honorary Secretary Zanarul Akmal Zanaran, said somebody with the knowledge could lend their expertise or equipment to assist aid relief agencies with communication. The society is part of the International Amateur Radio Union and has been around since the 1950s and license is issued by the Malaysian Communications and Multimedia Commission to qualified handlers. He also said that Martz was not involved in physically assisting victims of emergencies or disasters, saying, We merely assist the fulfilling radio communication needs requested by any agencies, non-governmental organisations or volunteers. Martz had in the past helped in disseminating precise and reliable information that would be first confirmed by district officers and later channeled to other government and non-governmental bodies for rescue and delivery of aid. Such operations had included international natural disasters such as the Archie Tsunami. In the Archie Tsunami operations, Martz assisted with the help of three members for three months. The assistance ended when recovery process was over just before normal communication was restored, said Zanarul. The society welcomes public and communities to take an interest in amateur radio transmitters. We currently train secondary school students from the uniform bodies. Martz also conducts training for neighbourhood communities, he adds. Now, Worldwide Special Interest Group's Radio Amateur Old Timers. That's all I've got from this edition. I'm Brian, VK3GR, handing over to Clive. Hello everyone, this is Clive, VK6CSW, reminding listeners that the Radio Amateurs Old Timers Club of Australia's monthly bulletin goes to air tomorrow. As well as all the latest club news, this month we have two items on solar panels, plus a few shorter snippets. Everyone's most welcome to tune in and to join in the callbacks afterwards. The broadcast originates in Melbourne on the VK3REC 2-metre repeater at 10am Melbourne time with simultaneous relays on 40 metres on 7060 kHz and 160 metres on 1843 kHz. At 0100 UTC for Eastern States listeners, Hans VK5YX will transmit the program on 20 metres on 14.150 MHz. At 0200 UTC, for West Australian listeners, the program is transmitted simultaneously on 7088 kHz and via the linked repeater network. At night, the broadcast is repeated at 20.30 hours Melbourne time on 80 metres on 3650 kHz 
and in Tasmania at 19.30 on the VK7RAA and VK7RTC networks, plus a TV presentation by Tony, VK7 Alpha X-Ray, at 20.30 hours Tasmanian time. Full details can be found on the club website at www.raotc.org.au. Please note that there is no RAOTC bulletin in January, but we'll be back again on February the 5th. On behalf of the RAOTC, I wish everyone a very Merry Christmas and a Happy New Year, and once again, tune in tomorrow for the December RAOTC Bulletin. 7-3 from Clive, VK6CSW. Across Australia, from VK1WIA, you're tuned to the WIA National News Service in South Australia. It can be heard on 1.843 MHz at 9am Central Standard Time. I'm Colin, VK5XY. All right, time to tie the ribbon and we're out of here. Don't forget, as we started off the news with the big date in February, February 25, 2018, it's the VK2 Wyong Field Day. March 25 in VK3's EMDRC Hamfest, May 4-7 in VK4, the Clareview Gathering, and November 11, 2018, the VK5 Adelaide Hills Amateur Radio Society's Hamfest. So now, until next we meet, I'm Graham, VK4BB. Walk softly. From Australia, this has been VK1WIA and the weekly WIA Amateur Radio News Service. On RF, we thank our rebroadcast team and you for listening. And remember, internet streaming and text of this news is available 24-7 at wia.org.au.